What's happening, people? It is Cooper. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Midwest Meals. MidwestMeals.com is the website. It is so convenient. Now, Midwest Meals, here's what they do. They do all that meal prep for you. So your meals are ready to go for the week. All you have to do is go to MidwestMeals.com, pick out the meals you want for the week, add them to your subscription, get that done by Friday. And then on Monday, no matter where you are, nationwide, they will ship to your house. Your meals will arrive and you are set to go. Meal prep, check done for the week. And if you're local, if you're here in the uh, in the Valley, you can just stop into one of their many pickup locations and grab your meals for the week on Monday. Very cool stuff. You got your macros counted on there, calorie count. They have uh, the macro calculator on the website, which you can go and see where your goals are at. Like if you want to gain muscle, you want to lose some weight, you want to maintain Add all your stuff in, your info in, and boom, it'll pop out the number of each that you need to have in your body to achieve those aforementioned goals. MidwestMeals.com. Promo code is Cooper. Get 10% off your first order. MidwestMeals.com. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. Ballwash. Proud new sponsor of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. They got everything, guys, for your guys down there. Mm-hmm. The stanky parts. The wash. The rub. The spray, ballwash.com is the website. Go there and uh, check out their fine products in all their different scent profiles. And at checkout, use the promo code COOPER and get 15% off that order. Ballwash.com, hashtag live life balls out. Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club, you know those guys. Proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Their hoodie collection, like I, I want all of them. Each and every one of those Violent Gentlemen hoodies and pullover sweatshirts. You need to go and check them out and see exactly what I'm talking about. Violentgentleman.com. Find something you like. It could Maybe it's not hoodies. There's t-shirts, there's ladies wear, there's caps, there's everything. Jerseys. Jump on board. Violentgentleman.com. Promo code is Cooperville15. 15% off your first order. Violentgentleman.com. And you know, the show wouldn't be complete without a couple Monster Energies keeping us fueled over here, keeping the workouts going, focused and hydrated with Monster Hydro. You know, they got all the varieties. They got the original. They got a whole bunch of different flavors. The Ultra Line, which we're talking zero sugar, zero calorie. Hashtag Monster Podcasts. Welcome to Cooperville. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Guess who's back? Back again. Jimmy's back. Tell a friend. Jimmy Hayes Nelson back on the podcast. How you doing, my friend? I'm great. It's good to be back so soon. You know, a lot of times you do these things and it always ends with, hey, we should do this again. And you're like, great. I mean, like years go by. So the fact that you've had me <laughs> back on... Uh, this quickly, I like because it hasn't been long enough that we can kind of continue a conversation a bit, you know. Yeah, uh, Jimmy was on episode uh, twenty-eight. This is episode forty-three, so we've uh, we put some distance uh, in episodes at least. But I, I do recommend if anybody has not uh, checked out that episode to get the introduction to uh, to Jimmy um, and his story, and we'll, we'll touch on on some of those points as we get through this one. Uh, but go listen at episode number twenty-eight on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. But 
I wanted to have you back on it, and we kind of talked about this, you know, in the interim between episode 28 and now, is is how we're kind of falling into uh, the holiday season, all that, the traps that are out there, the uh, kind of kicking the can down the road until January. So a lot of topics to discuss, Absolutely. Uh, th- to get to, but I, I, I know that we're both in the same boat here. Um, I, before this podcast started, I went outside and I had to salt my driveway because it's snowing here. I know you're dealing with this. Oh wait, no, Jimmy's in yeah. Dallas. It's, <laughs> it is 25 here in Dallas today, oh, which man. is cold for us. You know, you got to here's here's another business idea for you. Open up a little pop up store. Yeah. So anytime like the temperature drops below like 32, just have like hoodies and stuff like, you know. Oh, yeah, because they'll freak out here in Dallas. Like, you you know, after and I do, it does make me appreciate my four years in New York City to realize what cold actually (laughs) actually is. And I think it's going to be 70 by Tuesday again here. So we're okay. Yeah, we've we've fallen in to some weird. We blame Canada for a lot of things. Um, like in the summer, if it's hazy, we're like, oh, Canadian wildfires. And and when we get these, we have, we have an early like Arctic blast of, of cold weather here. Like we were in the single digits. We had below zero wind chills. I'm like, it's November. And as a, as a lifelong Wisconsinite, I'm like, you know, I'm almost 40, (laughs) you know, I, I want to stay here. Not, you know, I want to stay here. Uh, My kid's in the great school. Right. Uh, And I'm I'm trying to like get him that Midwestern mentality, you know, like, Thirty, and this is nothing, you know. So wherever wherever he ventures in life, he's going to be just fine. But I'm to a point where I'm like, you know, all these snowbirds they used to make fun of who leave, you know, come up to Wisconsin during the you know the two and a half weeks of beautiful weather we have during the summer, and then bolt the rest of the time, you know, head to the Carolinas or down to Dallas or Arizona. I'm like, they're on to something. They know what's they up. Are. I worked at a I worked at Disney World for two years, and it was the same thing in Florida. It was a lot of New Yorkers that yep. kind of, you know, would hit retirement. They did they wanted something to do. You know, so they'd come down to Orlando and they would they would literally work like two days a week at Disney World, like greeting people. And I was like, that's not a terrible way to like wrap things up after you're done, you know, with your work years. <laughs> they kind of figured out. Man. And you know, with that, you know, with the weather, obviously, uh, that we're talking about, there is, you know, there's going to be some some differences in in people who get to this time of year. I mean, being from from the north, from the Midwest you know, this is the time of year where I start seeing like crock pot recipes pop up on my Facebook and Instagram. Right. And, you know, it's like, it's the hearty time of year, you know, got to put that extra layer on, you know, to be able to go out and shovel and all this stuff. Um, but I, I think, you know, the overall conversation that we'll have as we get into this holiday, um, it's not a slower time of year. It's a much, it's a very fast paced time of year, but there's more time off. You know, my kids in a couple of weeks, he's got the whole week off for Thanksgiving and he's got, you know, a week plus off for Christmas. And right. You know, so there's a lot of on the go stuff. And I think we fall into just because of the nature of the holidays. I mean, they're really every gathering, every get together, every after work party, or it's all based on food and drink and indulgence, um, which which I think is great. I think it and and we'll talk about how this doesn't have to be this. I'm all in and no fun is going to be had. Right. But I think. You have to go and enjoy these things. I think it's great. It's a great way to get out and, and talk to people, reconnect with people. Family time is important, but a lot of times people can get to that edge and then just fall all the way down. And the cushion that's underneath, the cushion that's at the bottom of that ravine, is it's okay because New Year's is coming. Because okay, January first. And I don't know how true this stat is, but in fact, I just got back from the UK as well, and they were talking about the holidays over there. And mm-hmm. 
you know, it came up that like the average person, you know, let's say American or, you know, Canadian, I, I feel like it's always the same number is during the holiday season, put on 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's technically 10 pounds. I think a lot of that can come from water weight and bloat. And, um, a lot of times it's inflammation because of the things that were taken into the holidays. Right. I complete, I love what you just said. And I completely agree with all these parties and indulgence and family time and stuff. Man, I think this is where people get it twisted a bit is nobody's asking you to not enjoy those and enjoy right. those to the fullest. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have the office party, you have the time to get with your family, you have that holiday party or whatever, and there may be extra food or extra drinks where I don't understand necessarily the mentality or those people that get it's hmm, it's this trap of this all or nothing mm-hmm. mentality. Right. So mm-hmm. let's say I'm talking to somebody about getting started um, with a fitness program and we're talking primarily about their health and nutrition and and the traditional excuse this time of year is um, I, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it hundred percent. So I'm going to wait till January. Right. And, and I think people say it that way because they makes, they feel it makes them sound super noble, right? right? Like yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm going to waste your time or my time or my money without doing this a hundred percent. But they're also the same people that haven't done anything from February, March, April, May. There's always something. There's yeah. always going to be the next party, the next holiday, Kids are in school. Kids are out of school. Oh, it's football season. Oh, it's basketball season. Oh, it's hockey. Oh, it's whatever. You know, um, there's a great video if you go to YouTube and search Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. who's one of my favorite personal development mentors, you know, no longer with us. Uh, but he has a story talking about um, getting cooked in the squat. Um, and without going into the entire thing, basically, that w- that's the premise is, hey, I'm going to get started when the kids get out of school. And then he literally goes through an entire year of, Oh, and this, and this, and this, and, and what you hear is he makes it all the way back around to, oh, now the kids are back in school. Right. His point is there's no perfect time to start. And in, in my head, I look at it this way is, man, I look forward to this time of year. I am a sucker for some gingerbread. Mm. I love some good eggnog, especially if it has whiskey or brandy in it. <laughs> my boy. And I'm just going to feel, but it's not a reason I'm going to stop being active. Right. Am I going to be a thousand percent on my nutrition? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Am I going to enjoy this time with my friends or family or reconnect with people? Sure. But it, literally, if you think about it from now, from, you know, you know, early, mid-November, where, you know, we're about to hit Thanksgiving here in the States. So you can think that through New Year's, right? We're talking like six weeks, maybe. Right. You might have on the high side, eight parties. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think about it because people act like they have to do like they're going to be eating nothing but cupcakes and hot chocolate every day for the next six weeks. Right. So, well, I don't want to not, you know, I don't want my family, I don't want to show, I don't want to be the person that shows up to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner with just the salad or I'm nibbling on something my family makes fun of me. I'm like, great, well, don't do that. Go indulge those eight meals, those eight outings, and let's figure out what we do with the other 400 meals and times a day that you're going right. to do other words and – you're going to feel so much better. I know on Thanksgiving morning, I love getting up, getting in a good sweat, and then eating my face off and watching football the rest of the day. Right. There's something about moving first thing, and maybe I do take Friday off. But it's I just think you know, in life in general, whether it's starting a business or fitness or nutrition, that we got to get away from this all-or-nothing mentality um, because there's never a perfect time that it's always going to be at that 100% right. 
And I think the, you know, the, I'm going to, I don't call them excuses, but that's blatantly and honestly what they are because there is, and you'll find this throughout the year. I think that Zig Ziglar video is a, is an example of that there will always be that, that excuse that jumps in to your vision line or your goals yeah. that says, Oh no, it's this. And yeah, and this is the time of year where, and especially, you know, I'll reference the being from up north again, the weather will be a factor. Oh, oh you know, absolutely. I can't, uh, can't do it. It's snowing. It's cold. It's, yeah. you know, I, it's going to take an extra 20 minutes because I got to start the car. So those, those, all those things kind of tend to pile up and will give you, if you were looking for an out, outs will present themselves. If you're looking for an exit ramp, like, eh, well, you know, I was going to go to the gym or I was going to get a run in. Man, it's just it's it's too cold. It's too this, you know. And I think when you talk about like having eight get-togethers, and I do think that's that's probably an average, maybe a little high, but family get-togethers, uh, office parties, you know, it tends to be the time of year where friends tend, you know, stop over. Hey, we're having a little thing, or we're gonna have cocktails, or there's obviously other things going on with the football season being in in full swing, and you know, Thanksgiving Day games. So you'll you'll have all these opportunities, but there seems to be this like emotional need to prep for those things for a week like thanksgiving's next week oh man well, we better we gotta hunker down and we better go and do this and we gotta make sure this and we're gonna try this out and like yeah. that whole week becomes like this stressful you know chaotic we have to make one thing we have to make the dessert we have to bring the dessert and that becomes a very stressful you know thing and for something that would happen in like august august now we have to make a dessert no that's fine we can go make a dessert right. no problem but all of a sudden you yeah. have this stress and there's there. a lot of emotional ties in with stuff that that deals with getting together with family oh yes absolutely as well. and again i go back to i tell people even though you know i, I have a, a hundred pound weight loss story mm-hmm. people it's easy to watch maybe my social media or instagram stories and stuff and just think then jimmy just loves working out and i think i do by this point in my life but i think it's just because for me it's mental therapy. Right. On days I don't move, I'm just not as good for the other people in my life. I'm not mm-hmm. as good at work. You know, I'm not interacting. You know, like knowing I had you and I were going to talk today was an incentive to move this morning, right? right. Um, I was uh, talking to my vocal coach yesterday. Same thing. I was like, when I know I'm going to be doing public speaking, I get up and move. And so if you look at it this way of, man, you know, my, my, my mother always, she's going to pick on these things. This is the things we're always going to fight about and right. stuff. Man, I'm going to continue to encourage people to lean into doing something physical, whether it's working out or yoga or meditation or something along the lines of getting moving, mm-hmm. because it's going to help with that as well. And, and I just also wanted to touch it. The weather is a very real thing. Like, obviously, we made a joke that we're super blessed here in Texas. It gets cold, but not for long stretches and not comparatively to other places. Right. But I am thankful for my, the four years I lived in New York City, just so I can relate with people like that and like. Bitter, bitter cold. I don't know if you're like, maybe you're not because you're more seasoned to it. I get mad. Like I get mad when I'm that cold. Like heat sucks. It drains like the energy out of you. But something about cold wet just pisses me off. And so it it affects my mood. Mm-hmm. And and it is a bit of a more, you have to be more pointed with your decision of, right. yes, this sucks. Yes, it's cold, but here's the benefits also. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's also a reason, one of the things I love and one of the ways I coach people is I love the fact that those people that want to run and go to the gym and it's cold and it's icy and stuff like that, that I give them an option of stuff they can do at home also. Right. You know? And so, and at the end of the day, it's exactly like you said, every reason is really just a well-designed excuse 
and it's okay that's valid would you like a solution around that mm -hmm. and some people do and some people just want to feel like the martyr and feel good because they're like well look how hard i have it and they're not they're not solution oriented right. Yeah, and I think you know, talk about you know associating a feeling or an emotion with uh, with the conditions that are around you. I mean, I think that's a hundred percent. You'll get that a lot up here, and I think anywhere there, there'll always be that that weather factor that comes in. Um, and there's plenty of. I mean, if you need any sort of like motivation to get over weather, go jump on David Goggins' uh, Instagram. Oh, dude, that guy's a machine. <laughs> dude, I mean, and 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 that is that is that is a tough. That is a tough human being to try to emulate because dude right. is, is is beast mode. If beast mode had a beast mode, he would be it. Yeah, absolutely. But you utilize those emotions, and I think you can do it in two separate ways. I think you can do the excuse way where you can say, you know what? It's too cold. I'm not going to do it. All these other obstacles are in my way just to get to the gym. Or, you know, it's even that emotion that you get when you wake up and – you get the little update or, you know, your weather app pops up and it says, by the way, the wind chill right now is seven below. And you're like, <laughs> and you like, you think it already puts you in a mood, right? Yeah. Like without even feeling right. it, it puts you in the mood. You put, you know, you want to pull the covers back over. And, and by the way, if anybody needs a morning, some morning routine uh, inspiration, get Jimmy's cause I've, I've taken, I've taken things out of there and picked them apart and they're now uh, fully implemented into, uh, into how I get up and do it. But I think, I think you can also utilize that emotion that negative feelings that you have towards a, especially the cold. Now you use that because that's, this is what I've had to do to myself. Sure. We were not expecting to have this Arctic blast of weather up here in Wisconsin. It's going to be cold. When I was, I'm a runner. I, okay. I should, let me classify that. I hate running, but I run, you know, I, I have a lot of runners. You're not yes. alone. Okay, in I, that, I, I don't particularly enjoy the, process of running, but I am in love with the result of running right. um, from a, from a physical standpoint, from a mental clarity standpoint, and from how it just, how it amplifies my day. And I do it really damn early in the morning. So all these things have come into play with the temperatures being, okay, today it's 32. And we kind of just got out of a window where it was a little, it was when it's warm to run, when it's warm, that's a stressor as well. Cause it's like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm not even started. You know, I'm not even into mile one and I'm sweating like a you know like a dog out here cold temperatures are completely different because you are mentally like fearful of going out because you know what that first rush of cold air feels like you know you bundle up and you, you can feel all the places that like i can feel the cold air going up my you know my running pants leg and i can feel it right. i have gloves on but it goes up my hoodie and i can feel it going down over my but i you start to utilize that emotion that negative emotion and you just you kind of run angry yeah. For the first, you know, mile or two, and then all of a sudden you're kind of like, dude, I own this. Like this, yeah. this weather, like I got this. And you feel a million per when you get back from a run, and and it's below zero wind chills, which it was this morning. The last couple of mornings I've been out, and I get back, and my, you know, I got frost on my beard. You know, I yeah. kind of got this just back from the North Pole thing going on, but I get it back in the house, and then that warm rush of air hits me, and I'm like. That may have been one of the best runs I had. Maybe not time, you know, because yeah. I think up here when we have ice and and snow on the ground already, you have to be a little more cautious of where you you know your foot placement and things like that. But just breathing and the clarity of the cold, crisp air on your brain—it's I'm not no, sure there's anything it, like it. it. Absolutely, and and just think about that from where you start mentally. You know, you wake up, you look at the weather app. You don't want to do this. 
to where you are at the end, you know, so in addition to the in-home workouts I do, I, I go to, a, you know, a CrossFit box here mm-hmm. a couple times a week. And the thing about CrossFit, it's like working on a garage. So when it's hot, it's hot. And when it's cold, it is a refrigerator in yep. there. And it's kind of that same feeling. Like when you're first getting your body warm and you're like, God, you know, you can tell that you're not as young as you used to be and everything creaks a little bit, but mm-hmm. you get, you kind of lean into that. You, yeah, you kind of work out a little mad mm-hmm. and then you're like, I own this. And there's something about, I think if people could find ways to make themselves feel like a badass mm-hmm. more often, it bleeds over into other areas of life. Like confidence and swagger that's gonna that's if you can do that especially like something in the morning think if if you walked into your office already feeling like a badass because you conquered something today and you walk in with this swagger okay if you're an employer you're going to be inspiring your employees if you're an employee your boss and the people around you're going to be like and there's something different about that dude or that girl's attitude coming Mm -hmm. in you know that they're, they're walking into a day already with a, with a sense of accomplishment. Like I always say that, man, like, you know, when I do that, that was part of the whole morning routine. And that's part of writing the, the ebook was, man, regardless of what else were happened, I already had a productive day. So everything else is gravy. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, and then you can't help, but because you created your own momentum instead of waiting for motivation or something to hit you. And, you know, you go, you go grab it, you know, by the very cold rains, mm. you start creating something and then you're almost in flow where it just takes over the rest of the day. And, you know, this is going to be the same as people going through the holiday season. And and you know what's so bad? You know what's so crazy? So we're all going to eat and drink way too much over the next six weeks. Those that don't do it, that, that kind of fall into this all or nothing thing, really fall into this depression of, oh my gosh, I, they, they love it in the moment. It's almost like a like you may be actually physically hungover because you drank too much, mm-hmm. but there's this weird emotional hangover too that I don't feel like I run into as much because I may go, whoo, I had three pieces of cake and the two cocktails and whatever. But if I knew I worked out that morning, if I have a pretty good idea that I'll either work out the next day or the day after, like I just use it as fuel. And so I don't fall into this depressive, guilty state mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people that the I'm going to wait till January is one do. And so let's say you, let's say you don't lose any weight over the next six weeks, mm-hmm. but you don't put any on either. Right. Plus when everybody else is starting to get ready in January, you already kind of have a momentum that can you ramp it up? Can we dial that nutrition back in mm-hmm. a little bit to clean some things up come January? Absolutely. But it is much easier to roll into January already at least maybe it's maybe maybe it's not even every day maybe it's just like twice a week or three times a week that you're doing something and then you do ramp it up to that 100% that you wanted to do right going into January it's much easier than trying to go from from 0 miles an hour to 100 to say hey I've kind of been coasting here at 30 and 40 mm-hmm. you know for these 6 weeks and now I can ramp it up as well and you don't deal with that emotional hangover and just feeling so crappy about yourself because you've just completely indulged. I mean, the whole point of holidays is to enjoy this, to celebrate the family, to celebrate this time of year. So if I'm going to do something that's going to create endorphins that I'm going to feel good about, maybe I use some of those extra calories to put on a little lean muscle mass, which is going to help burn fat. But it also allows me to enjoy it without just the huge amount of guilt that comes along with it. Then you're going to have a better holiday season anyway. Yeah. I mean, you talk about getting to that that January 1st, if you do kind of have it you know, semi dialed in, you're, you're, you're putting in some time and effort here and there, you know, for yourself or that physical aspect of it. Um, you know, that first workout, 
when you get into the new year or post holidays, um, there's a lot of businesses, a lot of companies out there that have holiday parties into January. Um, but you, you don't feel like that first workout can just slay you. You know, it can be, and it may not be even that much. And maybe that's the problem is that it's not much and you're just, you're sweating, you're sore, you get that, you know, that next day you can't move feeling. Yeah. Uh, and that puts the brakes on it. You, you, if it's like a twofold thing, you feel like, oh, well, I must've worked really hard because I'm all, I'm sore, everything hurts. But then you take a couple days off and then oop, that holiday party that's in January, the first weekend pops up, yep. you know? So there's a lot of, a lot to be said about trying to find some sort of maintenance level during this time of year when you, you do have scheduled a lot of things are on the calendar already you have thanksgiving you know thanksgiving eve we have something with one side of the family and thanksgiving day it's with this other family and then okay well this no black friday are we doing this are we just gonna sit on the computer and you know buy stock on amazon before uh before that day if we if we could me and jeff bezos going uh going pound for pound but you know, when you, then when you get to that January point and you have those little elements in there, it's okay. I, you know, at least I got my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I got my Wednesday, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, I did a little something on Saturday. Um, right. Or, or you plan like I know I have to be at Thanksgiving at this time, but I'm gonna try to get up and get this done in the morning to have that. Well, now I can eat. You know, I feel better about eating knowing that I I burned some calories in the morning. And then when January comes, that first workout isn't such a bear. It's not such a you know beat down. You're like, you're gonna feel a little bit if you're putting in that. Okay, it's January. That mentality kind of flips over to the new year, but you're not going to have that fall off the cliff, like I mentioned earlier, where it just dogs you, and then you can't get back up for a, a few days, or a few days turns into a few weeks, and then it turns into, well, oh, the kids are back in school. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you're worried about the summer and bathing suit season. Exactly. And the other thing, and we were actually discussing real quick before we popped on here was this. Another lie we tell ourselves is, well, you know, things calm down after the holidays, and so January will be great. And I really want to challenge the person listening to this to to go back, look at your calendar or whatever, and remember last January. Like, mm. there is no time that – since I've been an adult, I don't remember a time in my life that I wasn't busy somehow, right. that there right. wasn't stuff. And so instead of waiting for this perfect moment to start – you know, I've had mentors before that just told me, hey, just start and make it messy. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, done is better than perfect. And think of it this way for those people that are wanting to get started now, even if it's on like the most part-time, a part-time, a part-time basis, don't discount that. But think about this. You're, you're going to start now, start to create these new habits. And if you can get through this, once you get to January and February, and this is you're gonna remember you're like, oh man, I made this work in the middle of holiday season. Right. I got this in January, February, March, instead of it, you know, trying to fit it into what whatever normal life is by right. that point. Start it at the most inopportune time. Zig when everybody else is zagging, when everybody else is like, well, I can't because of this. Yes, you can. I mean, it's it's just a flat out lie because if somebody else is doing it, that means you can do it as well. And and then you're already going to you're going to feel so much better when you don't have this many challenges in front of you that again what what are things we can put in our lives that make us feel a little unstoppable like a badass something just to pound our chest right. or really you know kind of bow up and go I did that well then start it now and and just but they just got to let go of perfect or I need that one more motivation and, and motivation is going to find you mm-hmm. because you took action if you're waiting for like you know, the motivation lightning bolt to hit you, 
that's so rare and it only pops up ever so often and it's very temporary. I right. just feel like it, it's, it's just like an emotion, the way being mad or happy or sad or whatever comes by. So what can we do to take these baby steps now when motivation may be lacking but still moves you in the right direction? Mm-hmm. So when that motivation comes in January, February, your other friends are jumping in, man, again, you're already moving and you just use that to like take it to the next level. And if you're looking for that time to, to zig when everybody else is zagging and maybe you don't have a gym membership or maybe you have one that's collecting dust somewhere on your keychain and it's the plastic has fallen <laughs> off of it. I mean, like what, what is this even for anymore? Like the, the logo's gone. If you ever wanted a better time of year to jump into a gym and have space and room and not feel the pressure of, you know, a ton of people in there, this is the time of year seemingly that the numbers decline a little bit because everybody else is going in, you know, yeah. kind of that, that direction that we talked about, you know, the gym rats are not the gym rats, but those are kind of doing that maintenance most of the year. This is when they start to kind of peel back a little bit. So this is a, a great time to, to get into a gym habit and even develop some, you know, relationships, whether it's with a trainer, with other people that obviously are there either doing the same thing or that are the gym rat that hangs out and that, that does the gym, you know, all year long. And you start to develop relationships with people at the gym. And then when that rush comes, when, you know, you're doing your three or four days a week or whatever it is that you're doing to get through the holiday season and that rush happens, everybody's seen the meme, you know, on January 1st, right. where it's like, you know, Jonestown the morning after is the top picture of like the gym in, in December. And then the bottom, you know, it's like a mall rush. Yes. Uh, the gym in January. And, and all of a sudden you develop these relationships with people and you can, you know, you start to coordinate, Hey, you know, everybody's going to be at the gym doing the, you know, doing this thing, or they're all, they're all going after work. Let's start going in the morning or let's find a time during the day or on the weekends. You know, you can start to develop some really good personal relationships with, with people that are, that can not only keep you motivated, but that you can, you can motivate back and forth with, you can say, Hey, you know, you helped me get through the holiday season. And now you're kind of feeling down in January you can develop these things because there is going to be a more openness uh, in a lot of gym facilities this time of year. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. So, you know, the, the streaming in-home workouts that I do, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing it at home, I, you know, I, I literally can stream them from my phone. So I'm one of these guys that again, I like to go to the gym, but I will stream those workouts from my phone in the gym to give right. me something to follow along with and keeps me on pace to get in and out. And the last few mornings has literally been that, you know, when this little cold fronts come through, it's been just, a bit of a, the hardcore is in there. You know, it's been a lot of space. Right. But there is this like sometimes spoken, sometimes unspoken respect of like, you're, you're, you're here, you know, and you do make these bonds. And I've been reminded over the past couple of weeks of how important community mm-hmm. is, whether it's an online community like the, you know, like the support, like the online support groups that I run with the people that I work with yeah. or in that gym with those people, you know, there's, there are those people that my gym technically doesn't open till five 30 in the morning. There's this small group because one of the trainers is in their early training people that were in there before opening, right? Those right. of us that are, um, they're crazy early, but it's exactly that. Like we've created this bond and we couldn't be a more diverse rat pack, like hodgepodge of types <laughs> of people. So it's not just the big giant meatheads that are intimidating that are in there. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the late forties mom, it's the, it's the college kid. It's the busy professional. It's mm-hmm. me. It's, you know, it's just like, it's a, you know, it's a mix of, of people. And I think that's a great way to get a jump on that because the gym in January is going to be intimidating. And it's really one of the reasons, you know, I got started 
streaming the workouts in the first place because you know when I was 100 pounds overweight, I didn't want to jump into a gym. And maybe right. there's somebody listening now who knows that they need to get started on something and does have a substantial amount of weight. Man, there really is – January 7th is the most intimidating time to walk in there yep. because it is so crowded. And especially if somebody's not sure exactly what to do, then, yeah, I'm going to really encourage them to like start taking action now, You know, whether it's reaching out to a local trainer, if it's them you know, messaging or DMing me on Instagram so we can talk and have a consultation. Like find somebody that you can bounce some questions off that you have some – you need to, just a cheerleader in your corner specifically because we've already talked about all the things – that you're going to hear from everybody else why you shouldn't start right now. Right. Find somebody that's just going to speak some truth and some life and some encouragement into you during this this time also. Yeah, and it, and it's and don't be embarrassed to ask the question. Oh. So that's the the toughest thing and I you know I I can see people having having that internal desire and burn and knowing, you know, maybe listening to this podcast and saying, "Damn, they're making some good points." And you know, I I it's trapped inside of my head the back and forth of I need to start something or I'm I've been starting something I don't want to hit the brakes on it right now because the holidays right. are here and they, but they don't want to feel stupid and be like, um, like what can I do at home? You know, what are yeah. some of these, uh, you know, you talked about some of these streaming you know, uh, possibilities that are out there asking those questions. If you can get over that fear, yeah, ask the questions because the answers are out there. That's the whole thing. The answers are out there. If you want to lose weight, there's, there's maps to how to do that. If you want to gain lean muscle, there's paths that are out there to do. There's, there's questions and there's answers for everything. There's no, you know, there's no question that doesn't have an answer to it. It's just fighting that fear of, man, do I really want to ask Jimmy Hayes Nelson how to, uh, you know, do this? Or, you know, if they watch your, you know, your yeah. Instagram and they, they see you now, they don't know the, you know, know the backstory, by the way, listen to episode 28, you'll get the backstory on Jimmy and his, uh, um, his, the fight that he's gone through with with his weight at a young age and, and where he is now. But, you know, ask those questions and, trainers, personal trainers, you probably have, you know, you, you tell somebody who's not maybe a gym person or not into fitness or health, they automatically get this vision in their head about, oh, a personal trainer. Oh yeah. You know, guy's ripped, you know, he's got the cutoff shirt on. You can see right. he's got some vascular, you know, some veins popping out of his arms. You know, he really wears those shirts nicely. Um, probably got a shaved head. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's maybe a little, that's maybe a little too specific, but you know, so they, and they're intimidated because of, you know, this person is a personal trainer who trains other people to look like, you know, to have that kind of physicality, to have that kind of, you know, that look. And they're afraid to ask that question. I'm like, that's their job. That's right. what they do, you know, and, and guys like Jimmy who are out there who are more than willing to, uh, to answer questions um, and, and lead people in the right direction and show them options. Cause that's other people can get confused about, well, I have to go to a gym. You know, if I want to get, I have to go to a gym. There are plenty of options that are out there, um, for people that you don't need to go to a gym right away. You maybe right. you want to get to a certain point so you can feel comfortable walking into a gym and that's okay. There are ways to get you to that point before you take that first step into a gym. So I think asking questions is such a, uh, such a huge thing that a lot of people are afraid to do. Uh, yeah. I and I was doing a, a group coaching call yesterday with some of my clients. And again, we were talking about, there's so many areas in our life where people don't necessarily want us to win. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. think of like, I'm just going to use corporate America as an example. Okay. Your boss brings you in and they're going to train you, but they're going to train you so much because you get too good. You may take their job. Right. right. And there's mm -hmm. this kind of healthy, like or unhealthy cooperation, but rivalry with inside of an office place or maybe a school setting or even within your family. Right. And so, 
I think it's so rare to have people just walk into a community where everybody just wants you to win. And again, that's something that I, that I've tried to work on with the people that I work with is, hey, your success doesn't take away from me. Like success isn't this finite amount of there's only so much success to, you know, if I have a bottle of water, there's only this much success. So if I pour some out, it's taking away from somebody else. That really is a scarcity mindset. And if you can align yourself with somebody that just wants you to win and that, you know, and I say that because you touched on the judgment, the being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, and that's why I try to remind people of my story all the time, because it is, it's easy to watch somebody that maybe you admire and think, well, they've always been this way. They don't understand how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always like, I'm always trying to remind myself, I have to remind people that I was a very insecure, hundred pound overweight guy that like didn't know where to start in a gym. Didn't know. It wasn't like, it wasn't that the desire to be healthy wasn't there. It was just feeling stupid. I, I really would walk into a gym with a men's health magazine with like the workout that was in the middle mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And my mindset was so poor that if anybody in the gym was like, look like they were having a good time or talking with each other or even kind of laughing and stuff. I just assumed they were talking about me. Right. I mean, that's, that's where I was mentally. And so, you know, and that's just touching on a completely, you know, maybe that's the next, the next episode where we come <laughs> in and, and literally talk about personal development and right. mindset. Mm-hmm. But I had as much to tackle internally between my ears as I did around what was going on with my waistline, you know? And so if, again, if you can align with somebody, uh, a coach, a community, a support system mm-hmm. um, that really believes in you before more than you believe in yourself initially, right. um, that's just a huge key as well. And, and they're out there or we are out there. Um, that first step is scary, but once you do it, it's not as scary as you thought. And, the, and if you're aligning with the right people, there won't be any judgment. If, mm-hmm. if somebody's made you to feel stupid, you're probably working with the wrong person. Right. And you will fall into, um, if you, if you want to start things and this, this applies, I think to, uh, to trying to get healthy or trying to ma- do some maintenance during a holiday season. Um, and I think it, it applies in business. If you're um, like myself, you know, venturing off into, uh, into entrepreneurship, right. There is a group of people that, and, and they can be anybody, they can be friends, they can be family, they can be strangers that you meet uh, or, or conversate with that are trying to, they, it, it feels like in that they're trying to keep you in a safe zone. Like they want to keep you in a place where like, do you, are you really, are you sure? Like it'd be yeah. much easier for you. Like you'd be much more comfortable if you didn't take this risk. You know, it's, do you really want to get up that early? Do you really want to go to a gym? You know what gyms smell like? You remember gym at school and high school? Remember that smell? Like ran in your clothes, your mom had to throw them out, you throw your shorts out. You know, they want to keep you kind of with them. They, you want yeah. come, come back, come back down. You know what we got? We got drinks and we got food and we got all the, you don't want to put yourself out there and, and, and take this risk, bite off more than you can chew. Like we don't want to do that. There is again, one of those exit ramps that presents itself. And if you're looking for one, boom, you got it. Yeah. There, there will be somebody in your circle that closer. And you know, that's always more about them than it is about you. hundred percent. Because yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing as, you know, when you're, if you're, you know, me, my background as a performer, when your parents are like, that's great. Just have a plan B. <laughs> right? and, and they don't mean to discourage you, but right. they're like, oh, but we want you to be safe. We want, and that's more about their lack of belief. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you start stepping out of your comfort zone, 
or raising your bar or deciding to level up in life, the people around you that haven't to that point see that you have all the same excuses and reasons in the same situation they are, yet you're doing something about it mm-hmm. and they're not, that makes them internally usually kind of feel bad. Right. And it's easier to ridicule and pull you down than it is for them to be inspired by you and step up as well. Right. So it's, yeah, it's easier than to go, well, you're this, or give you some excuse on why, you know, this is easier for you than me, or I could never do that. I'm like, well, great. Well, you're not, and I am. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I had a friend of mine, I'm gonna see if I remember this quote, is like, if I can't, if I can't count on your vocal support, I'd appreciate your silent judgment or something along those right. lines of just simply saying, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. If it's not your jam, that's fine. I'm not encouraging or, you know, you know, I'm not pushing this on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't need, I just don't need the judgment or the negative feedback. And that's right. always more about the person giving the criticism than it is about them really concerned about your well being, whether that's starting a fitness thing, stepping out and starting a business or a side hustle. Um, it's more about them being uncomfortable with it and a reason they haven't done something than it is about you. You know, stress is a huge real thing. Um, some, some people handle stress really well. Um, some use, use stress as a fuel, as a gasoline on a fire to, uh, to improve, to, to get through things, to push through things. But when you talk about the holiday season, it is the most stressful time of year for a lot of people. Um, it seems like it, I shouldn't even say it seems like last night I turned on, uh, the television and home alone was on. And I was like, is this the, there's a, there's a station. I can't remember a freeform or some, some station that runs like used to run. I mean, let me rephrase used to run Christmas movies from like December 1st through the 25th, you know, the, the 25 days of Christmas. And it was 25 movies like all day, every day. And it's, you know, it was the middle of November. And they were running Home Alone. So this was the kickoff to the countdown of the 25 days of Christmas. So we have now we have now taken this like this month, you know, 25 days, and now we're like, you know what? 40 sounds better. You know, found 40 is a rounder number. So with the season, the you know, as soon as even shopping for you know Halloween decorations or Halloween costumes. At a, at a location here in town, there was one aisle. You're looking over. Here's all the Halloween stuff: ghouls and goblins and transformers. And over here is like, dun 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 dun. dun. You know, they got oh, Christmas man, music yeah, playing. I'm like, so we're already put under a tremendous amount of pressure for the holiday season because it's it's seemingly now not just a December thing or Thanksgiving. You know, that whole month between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's now basically once you get into October, it's the holiday season. I mean. Yeah. Almost after Labor Day, once you kind of get the kids are back in school, now it's like okay, kids in school, and then it's, and then it's Halloween, and then all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. So this season has extended longer, thus putting more stress, I think, on a lot of people that are interpreting the fact that Home Alone is on, and you go Home Alone, oh, great childhood memories, oh yes, shopping in malls and losing children on flights. Don't let that happen to your kid, by the way. Uh, you know, so you start to get like, you almost are trying, my, my son and I, who's nine, loves loves Home Alone. He's probably, you know, a young Kevin McAllister reincarnated, should he ever be put in that position. But we're trying to, you know, we're sitting down, he finally sits down to enjoy the movie and we're watching it a little bit. And, and I'm just thinking, wow, they're really notching up not only the super duper extended 25, 40 days of Christmas, but you start to almost get that slight anxiety of, oh yeah, 
Thanksgiving is in, you know, X, you know, two weeks and, oh, we got to make a dessert. Nope. I wonder what we're doing for Christmas. Nope. My mom's flying in from California and she's going to be here for 10 days. Oh, are we going to put, and all of a sudden just watching this wholesome Christmas movie has turned into this like stress machine, the stress ball that just grows and grows and grows. All these things happen. And the holidays seem to be a really a, a big time where people start to really get stressed out about finances are a huge thing. You know, everybody wants to buy the latest gifts. There's pressure on every radio, TV commercial, even the ads you listen to on your streaming music. They're starting to pop up with the, oh, here's your new holiday playlist. Oh, oh no, man, I got to buy, you know, so all the stressors and the eating thing. And so all the stress is just building inside of you. You know, in a time of year when you're supposed to be enjoying, you're supposed to be smiling more and saying, you know, kind things to your neighbor. And how much is stress eating? Because we talked about kind of those specific, those targeted times where you know you're going to eat more. I'm going to eat more on Thanksgiving. Black Friday, that usually means the leftovers from Thanksgiving. Who who doesn't love a turkey sandwich for breakfast, you know, on uh, on Black Friday? But then, you know, Christmas. Oh, you do Christmas Eve. You do Christmas Day. Oh, the other family, they do the Christmas on that set. Besides those strategic times, all of a sudden you got nuts and you got candy. And nuts are good, by the way. Nuts are good protein. Nuts are good, you know, the good fats. But candies are out and cookies are out and yeah. cakes are out. And you can just kind of fall into this trap where you just start to eat. The stress eating factor comes into play immensely. And Absolutely. With, and then what follows the stress eating? The, the guilt of what you, you know, I ate. 2000 calories before, you know, it's emotional up and down, you know, and again, I'm going to go back to, and this may be where you were going with this Mm -hmm. is what are you doing to offset that stress? And for me, that's why going back to finding something physical that I can do, Mm -hmm. my nutrition is going to ebb and flow my stress eating, things like that. But if I can move my body, yes, dealing with that, the emotional up and down, the beating yourself up after indulging, it just isn't as it, it isn't as monster mm-hmm. if you are moving with it as well. Right. You know, I, I just feel like it, it offsets it some. And there's so many studies about endorphins and the way exercise, you know, it impacts the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this a lot that people that are in depression or if you're just in that lethargic mood or hey, I'm just not in the mood or I'm just kind of pissy today that. If you want to change your mental state, the fastest way to do it is to change your physical state. And if mm-hmm. you've ever been to a Tony Robbins thing, like that's why as people get on his get on their feet and clap and jump and do stuff that feels really silly because he's like, your body informs your mind so much. And so for me, I never can tell you the workout that I didn't feel like doing or when I was mad or stressed mm-hmm. that I walked in there, even if my attitude was crap. The same way you did with your run. That you just didn't feel you may not fix the problem, right. but you, you did something with that angst and that energy. And yes, I'm gonna tell you, you're not gonna feel like it when you start. That's the whole point is what can you do if you want to change your state, change your physical state. It's the fastest way to do that. And the more tools you have to your disposal. So if that's hey, I go for a run, oh, I got a gym membership, I can go to a spin class, I have these streaming workouts. Um you know, there's always some it's getting in the floor and doing, you know, five sets of pushups until failure, something to get you moving because right. it's going to change your mental state. Yeah. And there's um, I want to think it was I think it was David Goggins. Uh, but there's like this mind trick you can also play with yourself when you know you, you really should do something physical. Right. You should get up and 
you know, I, did, I use running because it's kind of my go-to. I mean, I incorporate a lot of different things into my, my regiment, but if you have your mindset maybe the day before and that's, uh, man, at, when it's nighttime, you know, I'm like, oh man, I, just, I can't wait up to get up and go running in the morning. I, cause I know the after the feeling afterwards, like that whole, you know, motive, getting motivated, getting into it, that never crosses my mind, but yeah. the end result and man, man, when I get done and get back to the house and it's warm, oh, it's just, it's, it's great. I'm going to do, I'm going to do five miles or I'm going to do seven or I'm going to, you know, that, you know, tomorrow I, I, I'm going to get up a little earlier, which is just dumb, but I'm going to, I'm going to, you've, you've seen my Instagram posts. You've liked that I stuff do. before. You're like, that dude is great, but okay. I'm going to do 10 miles and you get up in the morning. You're like, Oh my God, I, why, why I, there's, I just, I can't, I can't push myself to do this. So the mind trick comes in when you say, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two. I'm going to do yeah. one. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna get out and put my shoes on, and I'm gonna bundle up, and I'll put my layers on, and look like look like I'm gonna rob somebody because I got the, you know, the mask on. It's at at four o'clock in the morning. You know, the police go, oh, that, oh, yeah, okay. He, he looks like he's nobody runs at this temperature. That guy's probably on a mission, right? But you and when you get to that point, whatever you set your mind to, like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do one, I'll do a mile, and. When you get to that first mile, when you, you start, your breathing gets into it and you, you know you're, you get your foot rhythm down, and maybe you got music in or a podcast or listening to an audio book, however you you know get through your your workouts. When you get to that mile, the mind trick comes in when you go, hey, you know, I'm just going to go, I'm going to run to that light pole. Yep. I'm going to run to that bridge. You know, you know, I usually go down this route. I know this one takes me home. I'm just going to, instead of going right back and turning around to go down the block t- towards the house, I'm just going to just jet down here. And if you start to kind of keep on doing that and tricking your mind into it, pretty soon you're at three miles, four miles, or you're, you know, instead of like 15 minutes into a workout, you're 45 minutes in, you start to kind of lose track of time. Mm-hmm. You've just tricked your mind that did not want to do anything. It had no motivation. And you just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of go through the motions. I'm at left foot, right foot, get moving, a little stretch. And then all of a sudden it's, it's an hour later and you're like, damn, I just, I just own that. I just own my own mm-hmm. mind. And they have my, my, my weightlifting session this morning was very similar because mm-hmm. it, it was, it was back and there's pull-ups and mm-hmm. I, I just don't enjoy them very much. <laughs> and, and it was just like, okay, I'm going to do this set. And I do that all the time. Like, all right, I'm going to get five to 10 minutes into this and I'm still not feeling, I'm going to give myself, I'll stretch and bail. And it's the exact same thing. Like usually you're like, okay, I'll do, I'll do one more. I'll do this and that. And the next thing it just kind of adds upon itself. Mm-hmm. And you, you really realize that your mental state changes as you go. And it goes right back to what I was just talking about. You change that physical state, and it's amazing where your mind will go and reward you because of it. How do you uh, – and you've been doing this for, for a minute. You know, it's, it's been – you've been yeah. doing, doing the fitness thing for a minute. Uh, how do you continue to find motivation? I think that's – we talked a little bit about motivation. I think you're spot on with it being kind of a, a, a short, fast burn, and then it's yeah. done. You know, it's the gasoline you put onto a fire, and it flares up, and it's and it's you know, and then then it just kind of goes back down to nothing. And yeah, so there's but there's ways to keep you know the wood that's in that fire pit to keep it burning at a at a steady level. You get the the flashes of motivation. I think you know one of the things you have in your morning routine with busting onto YouTube and just, you know, searching motivation when you get to a level like you've pushed me into. Thanks, Jimmy. Right uh, now. Now I can't even go to YouTube without it. Just telling me like, here's 45 oh, motivation. Yeah, yeah. That's it's all it's I get now. It to you after yeah. that. Okay. This is a great analogy. So let's use YouTube as an analogy. So 
you started going to YouTube mm-hmm. and started looking for things. After you do that long enough, YouTube started giving you the things, mm-hmm. right? And I look at motivation the same way. I've been reading uh, Bo Eason's newest book, um, There's No Plan B for Your A Game. And he talks about that it actually, it actually is 66 days to create a new habit. And he mm-hmm. said, if you will do something for 66 straight days, um, it becomes harder not to do that thing than it is to do it. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know, as I look back, because I wasn't always a morning person, you know, I talk about this, you know, people that want to go to productbook.com and read the whole uh, morning routine. Mm. I wasn't this morning person, mm. you know? And so for me, it's where the other pieces of my life, is it that, is it just because I just feel like a badass when I get to put on clothes or like a, a suit or I'm going to go out? Is it the fact that it builds confidence? Is it because I know that, Every time I take more control of my physical life, it seems like opportunities in other place. You know, I found a way to make more money or my business has turned off or I got that promotion or what is that? Why do I want to do something to, to you know, is it because you want to be an example for your kids and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, how can I ask my kids to be healthy if I'm not doing it for them? Or, hey, I've really been trying to talk to my parents about, you know, they're getting up there in their age. I wish they take better care of themselves, but who am I to ask them if I'm not? Like sometimes you got to find something outside of yourself that becomes that. And what, and, and I'll tell you over the past, you know, 15 years of, of being kind of in this world, that why changes mm-hmm. you know, from time to time. And it's what's the most immediate one now. And okay, if I can string together 30 days of movement, how does my life look differently in these next 30 days? What can I do five to 10 pounds from now that I don't feel like I can do now? What if I could prove to myself that I could build up to running 10 miles, mm. what, what else would that mean in my life if I could get over this hump? And so it is having that that why. Because when somebody comes to me or they send me a DM on Instagram, they're like, Jimmy, I've been watching. I just need to get healthy. I'm like, cool. What do you mean? What do you want to do? Like, ah, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, great. And I've learned I have to dig more. I'm like, well, tell me more. Mm. What can you do 20 pounds from now that you don't feel like you can do now? And once you kind of start digging in with people on an emotional level, it's – they, they're, they're more connected to it and it's harder to quit because if you really do align yourself and give somebody permission to get, to hold you accountable, that time you want to take that exit ramp and to be reminded, Hey, you said you wanted to do this because you wanted to set an example for your sister. Who's not very healthy. Is that no longer a priority anymore? Are we not worried about your sister's health? Right. And that may sound a little like harsh, but sometimes that's what you need. You need something that sometimes like hits you in the solar plexus, maybe makes you cry a little bit when you think about it. Mm. And is that something that's just bigger than I'm just doing a workout today because then it's just a to do and it's annoying. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of something I've been bringing up a lot on the podcast as of late. And again, uh, Jimmy was on episode 28 and we're, you know, that was, I think in August, uh, when we had you on and, you know, episode 43 now. So they, we've been moving, and having a lot of conversations with a lot of great people. And the one one thing I've really started to implement uh, is this mentality of future you. And I think oh, you, you brought up a couple of different points there uh, when you talk about what can you do, you know, at 20 pounds lighter? What can you do? You know, what are you looking to accomplish? What are you unable to do now that you could do at, at this point? And I think a lot of that and this future you mentality, which you can utilize if you really start to hone in on – your goals, whether it is in fitness, in health, in business, in your parenting, in your relationships, if you start to really talk to future you and you say, man, 
in five years, physical me wants to be here. And you start to have a, and people might think you crazy. <laughs> they might think you crazy talking to future you and, and future you is telling you, dude, I'm standing here and I'm, I just got done. Uh, you know, one of my, one of my goals for 2020 is to do the trifecta for Spartan sort of do the three races for Spartan. You know, what is me, what is future me in, uh, in November, you know, a year from now saying after he completed that one Yeah. and he's saying, man, dude, we, we killed it. And now we're, you know, we're looking at doing, you know, some ultras and we're, you know, looking at doing some crazy other things. And if you're at a point in that morning to work out and you're like, I just can't do it today. I future you, you start listening to future use voice. who's standing at the, the edge of, you know, the finale of, Spartan, you know, the beast in November of 2020. And he's going, um, do you know, you will not be able to accomplish this, that you set your mind to accomplish. If you don't do this today, if it is a business thing, if it's making a phone call that you don't want to make, if it's, you know, making an investment that you, that is a little bit risky, all these things. And you start talking to future you about like, here's what happened. You know, you made this choice, you made this call, you made this connection, you went to this networking seminar, you went and did this, you went and learned how to utilize this program that you were really scared to learn. You had to work with numbers. It's I'm in the middle of doing my PL for my company and it's like my mind is about to explode. But I'm like, man, if I don't if I don't understand it, if I don't get the numbers, if I don't get how it works, when I'm approached with something or an opportunity or somebody asks you, you know, bringing me to question about some of these things. I need to understand how it all works. I have to put the work in now so that I know in the future. Same thing if you're looking at what can I accomplish 20 pounds lighter? Well, yeah. man, I could, I could be playing with my kids or I could be, you know, running a, running a 5k, running a 10k, or you know what? I could just, I could be able to get up off of the couch and not have to rock and roll five or six times. Yeah. Um, and, and I can sleep better. I'm not yeah. having sleep apnea. I'm not, it's really funny. I just wrote down real quick here because I love this concept of future you. And what hit me right now is I am future me to 22-year-old Jimmy, right? Right. And so the first thing I wrote is I was like, man, I, I you know, I, I want to thank 22-year-old me from being from being scared and doing it anyway. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a very different guy than who I am now. And so, and then when I thought of like, okay, where am I, you know, about to turn 42 next month, you know, what, what does 50 year old me look like? What is future me? And I, and I got that scene. You remember the scene in back to the future when he's up there playing the guitar and he has the picture and it, and like his sis, his siblings, people are starting yep. to fade. Oh yes. Oh, think, yes. Okay, so think about this. So if you had this picture of future you in your mind, every morning you decide not to do the workout or not to do the hard thing, that picture of future you starts disappearing because you're like, hey, if you're listening to future you's voice, the days you don't want to do it, future you never gets created every day you tap out. Future you never gets made if you wait till January, the perfect time when things slow down to finally start something. And so if you have this picture of future you, every day you put it off, it's like that scene in Back to the Future where the picture's fading and future you never – like. 42 or 41 year old me mm -hmm. is sitting here on this podcast getting to speak life into other people. Right. If 22 year old me didn't show up when he was scared, when he was busy, when he had excuses, when he was in debt, when he didn't know what he was doing and just made it messy. And to kind of put a bow on this entire conversation is right now is your opportunity. It, there's not a more unopportune time to get started than this time of the year. 
Let's acknowledge that. Cool. What else mm-hmm. next? And so if you really do have this vision of changing your life of either maybe it's a fitness thing, maybe it's creating a life of freedom, maybe it's getting out of that corporate rat race you're in. I don't know what it is, but now is as good a time as any to get that picture of future you and start showing up every day. So six months from now when we're not in the holidays, a year from now when we're going back into the holidays, you're like, oh my God, thank you, present me for helping to create six months from now me and a year from now me and then eventually that five to 10 years from now me, but it's got to start now. I think that is a, a perfect way to put a bow on this uh, conversation. I think that lends itself into a very important aspect of all of this. That's gratitude that you need to have. I think you need to thank yourself uh, for those things, especially if you are you know, looking to w- where you've come from, what you got yourself out of, the difficult times. If you're in, in the middle of a, a struggle of any sort and you can reflect back and say, you know what, when I was 22 and I made some bad decisions when I was 22, 23, 24, 20, I mean, there's, there's, right. there's, a, there's a list. Of 20 numbers. The 20s. But if you can look back and say, you know what, man, I got through some shit and it was tough but somehow I got through it. Thank you, 22-year-old self, 25-year-old self for getting through those times because it put me here in a position um, to make future me, present me, go out and do these things and accomplish these things. And and I can talk to the future me and say, here's where I want to be. And then, again, reflecting back into uh, you know that past version of you and where it has come from. And I will, uh, I will tie another bow on the Back to the Future thing. Two things. First, it's funny because in my very first episode of this podcast, I referenced Back to the Future. And then like the first five podcasts, somehow Back to the Future worked its way in on my own <laughs> accord. Jimmy Hayes Nelson comes on episode number 42 or 43 and Back to the Future comes up. But I did just see a meme that at this point, past November 5th of 2019, every scene in Back to the Future is now taking place in the past. Oh wow! There is wow. no, there is no more future. Hey, who you t- who you telling, man? I, that was yes. that was my childhood. McFloy. <laughs> Every scene is now uh, is now in the past. So we have awesome. we have that to rest our laurels on, I guess. Uh, Jimmy Hayes Nelson. Um, I know that another thing I want to talk about after we get to the new year is is injuries and those things. I know you had I have a knee thing, um, but those are again, if you if you look at the crux of all the issues that the that we run into, things are going to come up. There's always going to be something. But the mentality of finding a way to get through it, to push through it, and to keep going, keep moving forward, um, it's injuries can be a thing. Obviously, if you're a workout person, even if you're not, you can have. If you're not a person that works out, you can find a way to get injured. Walk, walk down the sidewalk in Wisconsin right now. You will find a way to get injured. But how do you overcome those kind of obstacles? I think it falls right in line with the things that that follow us into the holiday season. There's going to be things that approach you. And if you can get through them or if you can, you know, enjoy them at the moment, but know that, hey, I'm going to work out the next day or, hey, I'm going to, you know, get more sleep or I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to have two cocktails instead of seven. You know, all these all these small decisions that can keep moving you forward. I think that's kind of what um, that, that's what it get us all through the holidays uh, to you, sir. Uh, thank you for the time. As always, Thank you for having me back. I always, we always had these great talks, so let's keep doing this. Absolutely, I think after the new year, uh, that'd be a great time because we'll be in the midst of the the gym rat race and, and resolutions right. falling falling out, and um, a lot of great conversations. But also, 
if people want to get a hold of you, you know, we talked about giving you uh, DMs. Obviously, Instagram is a great place. We will put the link in the show notes, but just so people can, if they're just listening and they want to follow you on Insta, where can they find you? Yeah, almost any social media. I'm thecoachjimmy.com. Um, we've referenced the morning routine a few times on this episode. They can go to productivebook.com and they can see my entire morning routine. And absolutely, uh, can DM me there on Instagram or Twitter at thecoachjimmy and I answer all my own stuff. And I do want to say I really wish your Cowboys could have beat the Vikings the other week. Cause, uh, Me too. You know? That's another conversation. <laughs> That's off the air. There's, <laughs> that, that one's going to not be PG-13 uh, rated. But thank you, Jimmy Hayes Nelson, uh, episode number 43 in the books. Let's get you back on here very soon, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was good. Thank you so much for listening to the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, for consistently listening, for sharing the podcast with your friends. It really means the world to me uh, to help spread the message, to help spread like wildfire. If you uh, if you are listening and you're not subscribed to whatever platform that you're on, if you're listening on your iPhone or your Android device, maybe your tablet or wherever you're, you know, Alexa, please make sure that you are subscribing. That way, every time we drop a new episode and they've been coming in hot as of late, you'll get a notification on your device that lets you know that there's a new one or ready to listen. I know you're all over the socials because I am all over the socials and you can follow the program and all the things that we have going on, all the intricacies and behind the scenes stuff from the show. It's riveting. Uh, social media, we are on uh, Facebook, we are on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you like, follow and subscribe and make sure you get all those uh, details and insights and pictures and crazy stuff that we're doing last but not least do have to say a big thank you out to nick and the holistic remedies crew on the world wide web at holisticremedies.net your cbd needs your full spectrum needs they got all that stuff and you get 10 percent off your order if you use the promo code cooper at checkout that's holisticremedies.net thank you again so much for cranking up the welcome to cooperville podcast new episode coming very very soon otherwise always a good opportunity to catch up on previous episodes thank you so much go get after it <laughs>